I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of Tom Lucy Plus One. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Tom Lucy, I'm a stand-up comedian, I'm 21 years old and uh, this is a podcast where I chat to different people from the entertainment world and uh, this week I'm talking to the fantastic actor Adam Gillen. Um, Adam is currently in the West End in a play called Killer Joe um, starring alongside Orlando Bloom. But he's done loads of stuff, Benidorm and Fresh Meat, and he's a brilliant actor and a really, really nice guy. So he came round and uh, we had a chat about his career and the acting industry and all of that stuff. So here we go. This is the absolutely brilliant Adam Gillen. (laughs) 
Um, I came to uh, watch the the play that you're doing at the moment. Oh yeah. 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 Honestly, man, it was like I'm not saying it was like one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh, wicked! So great. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Is that is 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 this is the stage acting sort of. um, your favourite at the moment yeah I do I've been doing quite a bit of stage recently yeah and I do love it it's what I started out doing and I went to drama school and that sort of well 90% of it is about stage acting so I've always felt really comfortable and enjoyed it most of all you know you you feel slightly less self-conscious subconscious -subconscious. (laughs) self-conscious self-conscious yeah yeah you feel slightly less subconscious yeah but yes because you can just like you're not like worried about what your eyebrows doing or like sure, yeah. self-conscious about things in your teeth, you know, you just kind of express what you feel, however you feel it, however you want to, f- like, channel some kind of character or yeah. emotion. It's like, it's okay, you know, you don't have to stay in frame. <laughs> sure, do you, find, do you find the TV and the film stuff a little bit more intense? Restricting? Um, I guess it's just a different way of being. It's just, I think, the the concentration and focus is... is well, they both take an enormous amount of concentration and focus, but mm. I don't know. Some at the, just because I've been doing a lot of stage recently, it just feels more like home at yeah. the moment. But I'm open to doing like films and stuff. Yeah, but theatre sort of where you started. Yeah, that's that's why it feels most comfortable. I think. Yeah. Every every kid does, don't they? When they go to like stage school or. Sure. Or um, like I went to a stage school, like a Saturday morning drama school drama class. And that always felt well. That you start out doing stage and like doing improvisation in front of your friends and trying to make them laugh and all that. And yeah, and that's I guess that's the origin. That's why it feels most comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have like a? Because I'm curious to know. Did you sort of know from a very early age that acting was something you wanted to do? Um, or? not really. I, well, I guess I did. Once I started doing it, but I I was I was quite kind of um, a strange. Child, <laughs> I guess I was sort of, sort of shy and sort of, um, like a bit odd. And a history teacher saw like she must have saw that I needed some kind of a creative outlet, and she saw something in a local paper about a drama school looking for boys because yeah. they only had only you know, like girls because it was considered I don't know namby pamby for a <laughs> for a for a boy to go to to drama classes, up? which is odd. Manchester. Manchester. Yeah. Okay, right. So this was in Manchester. Yeah, Manchester. Yeah. Where what are you doing that for? Why are you not playing football on a Saturday morning? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this teacher uh, saw a newspaper clipping looking for boys in a Saturday morning in a Saturday morning drama class in Stockport near Manchester. Yeah. Um, and I, I went along and like really enjoyed it. Yeah. Guess kind of, I got kind of kind of picked on growing up so it was like a way of rev- making the turning the attention that was negative attention into something positive and yeah. making somebody laugh and that that felt that's like that's kind of what I, yeah. I I remember talking to I can't remember who it was but it was a, another comedian mm. who was saying uh that that stand up is a, a kind of way of controlling people's laughter at you yeah so that you sort of if you're up there being funny yeah you're sort of you feel more in you're more in control of it yeah absolutely and like being Taking taunts or whatever, and self and being self-deprecating sure. about it, yeah, yeah, and then you yeah. feel like you're more like you're part of the joke rather than the <laughs> the object of it. You don't feel quite well, such a tit. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing, but in your head you feel yeah you feel more empowered. Yeah, yeah. You go home at the end of the day feeling like oh I, I pulled off a gag sure, <laughs> rather yeah. than just got beaten up. <laughs> so did were there people around you mates when you were growing up who were the same had the same sort not, of thing? Not not really. I was what I was. If if our bunch of um, lads, the people yeah. that I spoke to, that my group of friends, I was the only one that did drama really. Yeah. 
um, at high school anyway. I think it first started off when I, we were twelve. Me and my friend Thomas went to audition for Oliver the Musical yeah. with Russ Abbott, Amazing. and that was quite funny. And then yeah, we yeah. we queued up, and he was the one who wanted to do it really. Now he's a doctor, but he didn't get in, and I did. And then we did. I know, pathetic and <laughs> useless profession. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up taking it on and enjoying it more than he did. Yeah. And then it kind of went away. And I went to high school, and then the history teacher came along. Yeah. And uh, yeah, spotted me need, needing some kind of an outlet sure. <laughs> for something. And was it? And then when you found that, was it like right? This is what I'm doing now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I still kind of like I wanted to be a vet for a bit, but I wasn't smart enough, and I'm allergic to a lot of animals, so I don't that think it was problem, it wasn't an ideal career path. But <laughs> I did. I grew into it. You know, I grew into it. It gave me confidence, yeah. and as it does with a lot of kids that um, struggle with confidence, I think often go into drama classes always see, often seems to help them yeah like grow into themselves and sure yeah yeah did you do that well yeah i mean it was kind of similar i mean i i um started doing stand up when i was sort of 15 16 mm. but it was a similar thing of like um not being a particularly confident uh sort of teenager yeah and then finding that and being like oh this can this can sort of be my thing. Yeah. And I feel really confident when I'm doing this. How long old were you when you started doing it? Sort of 16, about 16. Wow. So That's ballsy. But then it was always quite weird because I think, uh, you know, people kind of assume if you're doing something like that that you are a very confident person. Yeah. And then they're often quite uh, disappointed when they meet you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite. It's yeah. Not, it's you trying to, yeah, looking for some kind of control, isn't it? Yeah. I think. So so when you left school did you then go straight into drama school? Yeah, I went to I went to high school and then I went to um secondary school, high school. High I don't school. Know, it's like clueless in here. Did you grow up in Bolton? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. Um <laughs> in Bolton. Caught back at high school and <laughs> yeah. then you dropped out. California. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was a pool boy. No. Yeah. And then I went to yeah, I went to I went to a sixth form. Yeah. And then I was doing really rubbish subjects. I don't know why I picked I picked um, music technology. I can't play an instrument. I've got no idea why I picked that. And then I did history of theatre, which was really, really kind of... Um, it wasn't what I wanted to do. It yeah. wasn't. And I did something else. Just And then I did about a month there. I did a term. And then I went to do, do a BTEC, um, yeah. which was more practical-based, more like reading scripts and putting on plays and doing... Yeah musicals or whatever you know that kind sure, of thing yeah. more my thing yeah. yeah and then I went to RADA at 18 okay I auditioned on the sly at 16 because I thought I don't know why I was just cocky little <laughs> shit I think I wanted the story of being the uh, yeah. the youngest person ever because I, th- I read that John Thor when, when he was 16 so I thought <laughs> I can better Thor <laughs> yeah, I'll, be, I'll be 12 <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll be 8 years old at RADA yeah how long, how long is Give the course Hamlet. of RADA when you're doing 3 years so that's 3 years okay. yeah and were you working throughout, like, did you have jobs throughout that? Other or, jobs. Or no, no, because my um, student loan was enough to get me through and I ate um, one pound chicken burgers from McDonald's almost every night. I gained yeah. a lot of weight in my first chicken year. legend. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think they've even oh, been that, invented. Pre-legend. Pre-legend. <laughs> Can you believe there was a time? Wow, pre-legend. Yeah, PL. Yeah. Um, I didn't, yeah, so I put on a lot of weight in my first term. <laughs> I must have put on about stone. Baked beans on toast and, yeah. chicken, and chicken burgers from... And I used to eat it on the way home from McDonald's, so it didn't even make the house. I didn't, like... Oh, wow. Yeah. Where were you living? In uh, Kentish Town. Okay. Murder Mile. 
<laughs> which is what my landlord called it. You're painting quite a bleak picture of these years. It was, it was dark. Yeah. I don't think, well, I'd never lived away from home. Then you moved to London at 18. It's always a bit of a shock. Yeah. Just, is that where you, have you lived in London since this time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So 14 years. 14 years. Okay. And yeah. then and then when you left um, Rada, did you, have, did you find it relatively easy to get work? Um, I was lucky when I first started, when I first came out of Rada, because I, I left a couple of months earlier to do a play at the National, to do a new play, so it left slightly earlier than I should have done. It's amazing. Yeah. Straight into the National thing. Yeah, it was really lucky. Yeah. It was really, I was really chuffed. Yeah. It couldn't have gone better, and that was that was incredibly incredibly fun and intense, but it was just, uh, yeah. So, and then I, then I did another play. I did a play at the Young Vic, and then I did a play in Manchester. So I did a lot of yeah. theatre, and then I had a bit of a quiet period after that, which became like a real shock, because yeah. I'd gone from... Mum and dad to, um, you know, safe secondary secondary school, mm-hmm. and then I went to college. All safe, safe, safe. Then I went to a massive institution yeah. like Rada, and then I got went straight into work. Yeah. And then I had four months of absolutely nothing, yeah. and it was very, very frightening. Yeah. Just completely adrift for the first time in your life, really. Because yeah. So twenty two. I didn't know what to do. Just walking around Kentish Town. Just walking around lost, just hoping not to get Looking stabbed. Up at the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really vulnerable. Just puffing through a chicken legend. Yeah, yeah. Often. They know my order. <laughs> they can see me coming. <laughs> just waddling in. <laughs> no neck. Steadily getting fatter. Yeah, absolutely. That was how old? 22? Completely rotund. <laughs> a lot of holiday weight. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and then, but then, yeah, then things picked up. But I've had. Yeah, I was very lucky straight away. But I've had all... So I really appreciate what it is to yeah. end up in a job that you love doing and how hard it is to get there and how hard it is to to get a job and then how hard it is to work to try and do it well. And I appreciate yeah. how fortunate I am to be working. Do you, do you find so, that, in general, as, a, as an actor, that mm. do, you, do you enjoy the fact that you have a slight kind of... Um, you know, you can do a job and then you don't, you don't know what you're doing in six months' time. Or no, I hate a, it. Do you find that quite stressful? I really find it stressful, yeah. I'm all right, like, until, like, the first week after a job. Yeah. And then you're kind of uh, bobbing around, like, I did a, you know, I've done that now, completed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then you start getting itchy feet, like, oh, well, what's my purpose? I've got no, I've got no purpose in yeah. my day. I don't, because yeah. I can't, that's, I, you can't really... You can't do it on your own. You can't act in front of a mirror. If you're a if you're a musician, you can play your guitar or you sure. can write songs. And, I suppose um, actually, yeah, that's true, isn't it? You just you have somebody has to a team of people have to accept you into their group, and then you create something together. Yeah. Right. You can't just. I've started writing plays, and that that sure, yeah. that became a good a good outlet for mm. when I'm when everything's a bit quiet. Yeah. And then you feel like you're doing something with your day, or mm. you know, it's good. It's weird. I remember. Um, reading an interview once, so I think it was Richard E. Grant or someone, mm. and they said to him, "What what are you up to at the moment?" And he said, "Oh well, I'm, I'm unemployed at the moment." Right. And I just thought, "Oh, that's I never really thought of it like that." Yeah. And you you never you don't imagine people like that being unemployed. I know. I guess I guess that's what it is, isn't it? It never changes. That's what frightens me when I meet <laughs> act, brilliant actors. That I respect like forty, fifty. Yeah. 60 even still worried about where the next paycheck's coming from yeah. it's like, I don't want to be like that <laughs> I'm really going to have to think strongly about I don't know 
something. I might have, I should have a chat like a child really quickly that becomes an empresario, like a, <laughs> a genius, and then they can make the money. Uh, I think you should write a play about a vet who's allergic to animals. That's not a bad idea. I think that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know why I wanted to be a vet. So I mean, do you, do you find the the um, auditioning process? Because to make to someone who's not involved in it, it mm. sounds horrific. Have you ever done auditions? For no, stuff? not really. I mean. I mean, I know that comedians do audition for things. Yeah, it's a lot of comedians, yeah. audition for things, but I've not... I've, I've done a couple, but not, not nothing much, really. But it, right. it really, like, terrifies me, yeah, the idea yeah. of doing that. It is it's a frightening situation. That's why you just have to make sure you can be as prepped as possible. Yeah. Know your lines, be confident, yeah. and kind of fake the confidence if you don't feel like you got it. Sure, yeah. And then, yeah, just... Hope for the best, but I've messed up many an audition by sheer nerves or or just, like, immediately taking a dislike to the person in the room. <laughs> so it's stupid like that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the best auditioner, I don't think. Yeah. Does it, does it kind of happen in the way that w- when you finish one job, mm. you, you've met someone in that job who then gives you... Gives you another job. job? Or is that kind of... Not with me. I don't think I've worked with the same person twice. There's something to be said for that. Yeah, maybe I'm the maybe I'm the issue. But I, no, not really. It's the worst thing about auditioning is when you when those two or three months go by and you haven't yeah. been doing anything, and then it becomes a bit desperate and you're trying to like like stave off the desperation because if you walk into a room needing a job yeah nobody wants that nobody wants to see somebody like <laughs> <die> panicking <laughs> please 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 <laughs> i can't afford to eat <laughs> i'm living out of a yeah. wheelbarrow <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not Town. it's not attractive never feed a hun- hungry dog someone said to me once yeah that's true I think that's tr- that's sort of uh, without wishing to keep bringing it back to stand up, but mm. but when when you see someone on stage who looks really desperate, yeah, the audience just instantly goes, "This is no. this is weird." I'm not laughing for you. Yeah, it's got an it's got a give it's got a given impression. I don't know. I love stand up, by the way. Really, I absolutely love it. Have I, you ever done stand up? No, I feel like I, you'd be good at stand up. I don't know. I'd. I'd I'd like to scare myself and try it. Yeah. I might end up like that, desperate for laughs. <laughs> but no, I've got lots of comedian friends and I'm just in absolute awe of standing up there, just you, and just, I don't know, just the the the, the ballsiness of it, like the just taking the... just it's, it's, it's the purest form of that, what we're saying about taking the attention of the bullies and turning it into yeah. something positive, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it must be such a rush. Is it a rush? Yeah, it is, it is, yeah. I mean, I, I find it really sort of um, interesting, like, talking to actors and things, because that whole sense of having a... Um, being on stage with other people, you, yeah. I've just never experienced that. Yeah. Of having, like, a cast and an ensemble. And Have you done sketch stuff? No. No. Yeah, I've never really done anything except stand-up. Right. So right. Uh, that scares... Like, the way you were saying it scares you to be on your own, it's, yeah. it would scare me to be with other people. Right, right, um, yeah. Oh, right. It sounds like there's something quite nice about sort of sharing it with other people. It is, and you you get you pick up other people's like you get into a rhythm as a group as well, and and that's nice. Yeah. Like um, the repetition can be quite nice because then you can like just slightly alter the way you say something or or the response time, and then it'll give a different flavor to the scene. Or yeah, it's that's 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 really satisfying building up that trust with a number of people on a stage yeah. and 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 like. Yeah, kind of getting that embedded in that story and your own like path through the scene or through the story. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, really 
it feels really creative and um, it's nice to collaborate. Yeah. But do you do you work from a script? Do you say the same lines in the same way every time? Uh, I think um, if if you've got a new idea for a routine, you don't. Well, I don't sort of type it out, mm. but the more you do it on stage, you, it kind of becomes that. Yeah. Once you find the way that it works, yeah. it, then, it then might as well be a typed out thing. If You know, it just becomes like a word for word. Yeah. But you, but you kind of work it out on stage rather than... I mean, I do know a lot of comics who do type word for word, but right. I don't know. I don't, think it, I don't think it would work for me. No. It, I think it, it would sound a bit too... Rehearsed and rehearsed. unnatural, and that's not. I don't really feel like that's what people want. No, I think the part of the delivery that's that I find in stand up, I find satisfying, is when it looks like it's just a guy talking, yeah. and it doesn't look like um, they've they've picked up the the tune of the way other people tell jokes. It just yeah. sounds like it's very. Well, that's what's them. funny about you know people who don't really know much about stand-up. I think I think a lot of people do think that people are just standing there making it up as they go along. Yeah, yeah. And obviously they're not. No, they're no. sort of like compones over yeah. months and months. But yeah. it's quite nice that the, the way that people think, oh, he's just he's just naturally like this funny the whole yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> But they've really worked on that. He's not done like 500 warm-up shows to get to this point. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love it. I love stand-up. Do you, do you feel like when you work with a cast of people in a play mm. or a... TV show or whatever do you feel really sort of bonded with them by the end of it sometimes that, yeah sometimes you can it becomes like family because yeah. you see people at their best like when they're succeeding then you see them at their worst when they're not you yeah. see people you see people having a bad day and like and or something in, like in life is not you, you do you do end up um, trusting these people for that short amount of time you end up trusting these people like your family and then you might see them after the job's finished two or three months later and it's not the same. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh, you feel it's like a stranger. Ex-girlfriend or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the shit I've said to you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, yeah now, now I feel uncomfortable about how vulnerable I was with you. It how must open. be quite strange to be with someone every day for six months and then not see them for yeah. however long. It is odd. But you get used to that. I used to feel really bereft when, we've, when I've finished a job because it's like, well, you didn't like me enough to like ring me every once in a while and ask how I am you were so part of my development as a human being because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was a 21 year old 22 23 I was like yeah. I didn't know anything about anything and you were really integral to that yeah p- part of my growth sure. and now you're just like moving on I saw somebody on the bus <laughs> the other day that I did a play with and I completely ignored her because it would have been weird yeah at the time we were really close like really close I met I, she was a a 60 year old woman I met I even met her mum and dad it was yeah. very like we were mates yeah and then but now it would feel odd to rekindle that it's like it's nice to leave that in the past yeah. that little moment of time that little relationship there must be there must odd. be um because you know I know that you've worked with a lot of like really amazing successful actors yeah is there are there a couple of people who you feel like have really given you good advice and stuck with let me think um I don't know. Let me think. God, I can't. I can't really remember too much about my own career. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, uh, Gregor Fisher, Rob C. Nesbitt, telling me how to make the perfect gin and tonic. <laughs> 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 but basically, it was just Hendrix and cucumber, and everyone knew that already. 
Yeah, what you want to yeah, do is like, put gin in, yeah, and a bit of tonic, and, on top. and you'll never guess a couple of ice cubes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> three you, people, but two <laughs> Wow, you're amazing. Great she work at the Dorchester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, not not nothing really really stands out as a piece of advice. But you do, yeah. And also, I wouldn't want to be too. I don't want to be like teach me all your wisdom. I, I no, want to. Yeah. I want to like be able to own my own discoveries yeah. and my own experiences yeah, rather yeah. than defer to somebody whoever they are because yeah. then you feel like I'm lowly I'm lowly but and I, I suppose like working alongside someone that closely yeah and seeing how they work must be quite yeah yeah you see you see you see people's processes you see people at you know as I said grown ups you know mum and mum and dad ages mm. um being like worrying about being good like having the same i think that's what it is with acting everyone's the same age nobody really grows up nobody's ever like nobody people gain like gain confidence and they grow in it and they get better and hone their craft but they're all still nervous and they're all still worried and they're all still wanting people to like what they do Mm. and that just i think that's a great leveler yeah i don't think people ever yeah i don't know there's no old Old father time. Everyone's just <laughs> shaking in the boots. <laughs> yeah. Just open and pull it off. You, you know, even, everyone feels like a fraud. I think even people who is sort of I don't know, I can't think of an example, but even someone who you would all look up to as like a legend of yeah, you know, would still be. Is there anyone you worked with who, who you think that would like? Oh my god, legend of uh, David Bradley was probably one. Yeah, uh, I think he did. Um, he came in and did a guest episode of Ben and Dorm, and he was like just so cool and laid yeah. back, and he's like done it all he's like he was in Harry Potter and he was in he's like been at the Iris for many years he's done every like mate and he's so well respected within the industry yeah. and I thought and that and he was so so at ease with himself yeah like he didn't look he was just like he, he was just enjoying his life and enjoying the fruit <laughs> just enjoying enjoying the fruits of his labour you know yeah. and I want to be able to relax and enjoy my life and not worry too much <laughs> People worry too much. Maybe that just comes with age. Age, maybe that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. No, maybe not though. I maybe. Don't I just want to be able to relax now and again. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean, but I sort of feel like uh, that in in comedy, the people who are the most relaxed and the most confident are normally not the best. Yeah. Comedians. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? So they're not worried about their output. They're not worried about. Yeah. They're not worried about it because they're not thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Where we get, how, much, how much am I getting paid? Where's exactly, the next paycheck yeah. coming from? Who you with? Who's the best person you've worked with? Well, I was just thinking because because it sounds like we're sort of similar age. Um, mm. Because I I remember like being nineteen and and uh, um, being asked to support people, you know, like uh, Michael McIntyre or someone like God, that. God, that's and unusual for somebody so young to do so well. Isn't it? Well, I mean, I think I was very lucky. Yeah. I think I was. Well, you must have been good because they don't just pick up any old 16, 17. I think I I think I was. I don't sound like a prick, but I think I was like. I think I was quite good at sort of 18, 19. Which is a bit unusual, I think. Why do you think that was? Were you talking about your life experiences? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I I started when I was 16, so I'd already had like two years of of shit gigs Mm. and being bad. So by the time I was 18, I already felt a little bit. Not not that I knew what I was doing at all, but I sort of knew a little bit what I was doing. Yeah. And then sort of working with people like that was just really surreal. And, mm. uh, but I guess it must be even more surreal for you because 
for, for me, like all I would have to do is just stand in the wings and watch someone like McIntyre perform. And yeah. Think, oh, that's amazing. Huh. Just just standing and watching, but you've actually got to be with. The yeah, person, yeah, like, on stage. It is odd. It is strange. You never really get over like. I'm working working with Orlando Bloom at the moment, and it's you never really forget that you're that elf off Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's like it's just you can't like take yourself out of that and just. Yeah. It, no, obviously, you know, he's 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 doing a good job and everything and he's playing a different part, but it's still like you still get that weird, funny feeling in your tummy, like, oh my god. <laughs> you were in that massive epic movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always I'm always gonna be a, f- a fan. I'm never gonna be okay with meeting my heroes ever. No, I'm never gonna yeah. be comfortable with it. Ever. And, and who would you say sort of did you have anyone growing up who you really looked up to? I love Michael Sheen. Yeah. I really love Michael Sheen. He can do anything. Yeah. And I'd love to have a you know, a career similar to him. I don't know. One day, I did kind of, kind of like movies like he does. But I don't know who else. Eddie Marzan, I love him. He's wicked. Like a big Mike Lee actor. Mm. I love Mike Lee films and that kind of gritty realism. Tim Spall, yeah, absolutely adore Tim oh, Spall. Yeah, yeah. He's wicked. Those kind of people, yeah. Do you get to kind of um, with your career? I don't know mm. how how much um, you have a choice over it but do you do you get to kind of steer it down a path that you want or do you kind mm. of have, do you kind of say yes to most things you're offered um I, I i guess i guess like actors like to work like i do so it's quite a scary thing to say no mm. um and and mostly because i'm not in particularly in a position where i can say no to too many things otherwise i'll be I'll be on the streets, but I'm yeah, like. Yeah, but you're still doing very well. And yeah, so yeah. You, I guess you can say no. to You people. can say no is your only real power, I think, within the industry. Within like the, if you want to talk about a path or a, yeah, trying to like carve out some sort of a a, a journey for yourself. But I guess, yeah, and and all your agents there to say, you know, you should do this. Maybe don't do that. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's down to you. Um. And I don't think I've kind of kind of bounced from job to job without really any particular idea of where I'm heading, if yeah. you know what I mean. I think maybe I should. That's something I should I should I should look at. I should yeah. I should be more like um, aware of that. But I don't really have any overall picture. I'm I'm not somebody that looks past the end of my own nose, to be honest. Yeah. And I like I like I like. I like working, and I like I like the challenge of taking on a job that at first you might think like you're not particularly suited to or you you've been cast you don't know why i like the challenge of making it into something that you can be proud of that you didn't at first think there was any merit in yeah yeah so i like that yeah i don't know oh i don't know i (laughs) I think a path is just it's a bit of a myth anyway well i think i I think it's probably a good thing to not sort of plan too much yeah i've met people that have got very specific career goals and career paths oh mate there's so many comedians like that and you meet them and they and they'll tell you about a five-year plan they've got. Yeah. Something. You think that's just... You, you can't, in this industry, plan five years ahead. How no. could you possibly... No, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. Although, although people do... I'm just... I'm not... I don't know, I'm not brave enough to, <laughs> to say no to too much. I'm yeah. Not, and, and I don't... And Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how people do that. Do, do you kind of feel like if you've done... So, so, at the end of this play that you're doing at the moment, mm. where you sort of go, well, right, I'd quite like to do something on... Like a screen acting job rather yeah. than a theatre job. Yeah, or... yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm still thinking about. Like, I'm, I'm doing a, a stage version of, of Benidorm, which is, oh, right. um, which is gonna tour around the country. Yeah. So I'm, that'll be really fun, like camp kitsch sort of um, 
old school gag based humour yeah. and that should be a laugh and then after that I don't know I think I'd like to do some films yeah. but again saying it I'd like to do some films it, no, it, nobody <laughs> wants me to do a film I mean <laughs> as, as far as I know yeah, you yeah. know it's all just a, it's all pie in the sky Yeah. I don't really have the I suppose the writing you were saying is a good way of yeah, I've, controlling your own yeah I've written a couple of plays that I'm still farming out that's yeah. It's hard work getting people to read it, getting people involved. It's like doing a political campaign. It's like door knocking. Like, do you yeah. want it? What do you think? You know, yeah. gauging people's reactions, um, trying to get the right timing to where what theatre's doing a particular season or what what person is now moving to a particular theatre that like me in something else and remembering <laughs> that they like me in that. It's we like had a, being a politician. It's totally it? like that. Yeah. yeah. So that maybe that's what I'll concentrate on. Maybe take it to Edinburgh next year. Next, yeah. Maybe. Have you done Ed- Are you doing Edinburgh this yeah, year? Yeah, I, I, so I I've done it like the last sort of four or five years, I think. Right. And then I'm going up next month, yeah. To do your show? Yeah. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Yeah, have you been um, you've been warming up in London? Yeah, we've been doing warm-ups all over, really. It's it's it's, uh, it's getting it's all getting a bit serious now. It's like a month left, so... Right. You know. Are, you, are you excited? Yeah, it, I, I really love it. It's just a bit um, daunting. Yeah. You know? What room have you got? Have you... The Pleasance Attic in, oh, right. in the okay. courtyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's That's a, it's actually really quite nice big, room. isn't it? Is it big? I think it's like 70. Oh, is it not? Oh, right, okay. It's not that big. I remember seeing, um, what's in it, Claudia O'Doherty there. Mm. And she was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's a good space. Oh, it's fun, yeah. Mm. It's just that It's just that idea of, um, I suppose it's exactly the same with plays, but you just, mm. you know that on that date, at that time, you're going to have to do... It's not like you can keep pushing the deadline back or yeah, yeah. have a deadline and it's, yeah. ha- it's happening whether you like it or not. So what are you doing now? Are you are you changing stuff? Or are you? Yeah, I'm well, mainly kind of trying to learn it because right. it's all been written in the last three, four months. Right, okay. So just learning it I'm finding quite difficult. Have you got a theme? Have you got like a story that goes through it's it? It's not really a story but it's, um, it's about me uh, not particularly liking my generation. Right. That sounds very cynical. But it's called Reluctant Millennial, and it's about oh, right. me being a millennial but not really wanting to be associated with being a millennial. I see, yeah. So okay, it's kind yeah. of about that. That's really... Uh, millennial is like a buzzword at the moment, isn't it? It's really yeah. flying around. That's yeah. good. I just felt... I just thought, you know, looking through all the new stuff I was writing, a lot of it was about y- my annoyances with other young people. <laughs> right, so yeah. So I thought, oh, that could be quite funny. Yeah, yeah, for that's an good. Hour, really. That's great. And they've yeah. been going down well. Have you done it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It's so weird. The, the Edinburgh warm-up shows are so weird. Because yeah. They're, they're, they're usually in, like, the smallest venues. Mm. And no one really wants to go and watch them. <laughs> yeah. So it's not really a great test of material because mm. you sort of... You may, you may do a joke that would work in front of a proper audience, but because there's not many people or, mm. or it's a bit weird, the room it's not going to work and then you lose confidence in it when actually it is a good joke. Yeah. yeah. You just, have to do it you just don't know it yet. Yeah, I know that sounds really arrogant, but I think you can ditch things that actually are have legs, but you you just tried them out in the wrong environment and you've lost yeah. confidence in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a delicate thing, isn't it? Delivering yeah. a joke. Or, it's very delicate. Or writing a joke and then... Like you can, it's quite a vulnerable place to be. Like if you go, but on and you wait for the big roar. <laughs> well, that is just the worst thing in the world. I know it from from the from yeah. doing plays. Like you think, oh, this is gonna kill this bit. Yeah. Just you wait. I'm gonna do it like this, and they're gonna fucking roar, and you get <laughs> dead silence. It's also weird. So embarrassing. I, I I sort of find that the bits that I think are gonna go really well, 
don't, yeah. and the bits that I don't have much confidence in, then <laughs> like go really well. Yeah, you, you can never really tell what's gonna work or no. It's so weird. Yeah. Do you have people like directing you? I did last year. Mm. I had a. I think you know. I think you know Ben Kaby. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ben's wicked. Yeah, yeah he's um, lovely. So he uh, he did it last year, which was really really useful. Right. Um, but this year I was trying to kind of trying to like challenge myself and just do it. Yeah, just go. Because for it. it was my first time last year. I thought right. it'd be useful to have someone who really knows what they're doing. Yeah, totally. And this year I sort of thought oh, I'd quite like to try it on my own. Mm. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. And then you, you'll get a sense for it without a safety net or a yeah, seatbelt. Yeah, it'd be quite easy, I think, to just keep having someone there who you can turn to. Mm. Which maybe is a good thing. I'm, maybe I'm being too thinking about it too much. Well, you're honing your own ear as well to how you feel, your sense of how the room, how to read the room, or yeah. read the material landing. Because cause cause the play at the moment has got... It's like got lots of funny bits in it. Yeah. Do you, do you find that that like night by night the audiences change? Yeah, you definitely. Like the changes. And yeah, well, you can have nights where things go really well. It's a very warm crowd, and you feel like responses are very audible, yeah. and you feel like, oh, great, we're we're, we're killing this one. It's yeah, good. It's yeah. going well. And then you have nights where I don't know, maybe there's a slightly fewer people, or it's a. I guess sometimes if the weather's bad, it can affect people's responses. Yeah, like completely. Moody, completely. you know. Oh, fuck, that was really good. Give me more than that. I just, I'm flogging myself here. You know? is, it, is it good at the moment because the sun's out? Yeah, actually. Well, we had, um, on Saturday afternoon, we thought it was a matinee and it was a really lovely day and we thought it'd be dead, but it was full, packed to the rafters and we had a yeah. great show. So was, yeah. I thought, I, I don't think I'd choose to go to the theatre in this weather, but people have been coming. I yeah. always find it weird how audiences sort of how sort of like fickle it is yeah the night of the week for me makes a huge difference yeah yeah friday saturday great yeah Monday, tuesday forget it it's the same with theater they're, they're gonna watch but they're not gonna be as they're good. reluctant like they don't want to be yeah. there it's like, like, i think it's that sort of thing that maybe they booked the tickets a month ago yeah and they're like look at their diary they're like oh fuck it's the night isn't it yeah yeah oh. Looking at their watches, I've got a train coming anytime soon. <laughs> exactly. We had yeah. the other night, we had two old women leaving as we were bowing. It's like, can you not wait 30 <laughs> seconds? What, what is so important? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just worked really hard here. Let's not take that at Wembley. No, exactly. It's not going to be that packed. <laughs> yeah, it's not Greenwich. Okay. Relax. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's really... The end, without, obviously, people won't, might not have seen it, mm. but the ending of that Killer show Joe. is so great. Yeah, oh, that yeah. last like 10 minutes. So tense. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Man. It's an amazing film. Did you see the film? No, no. The film with Matthew McConaughey, Killer Joe by Tracy Letts and it's like there's a whole dinner scene, isn't there? Like yeah. a really tense sort of, yeah. Just the choreography of that fighting at the end. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Did you like that? Yeah, incredible. Yeah, really smart, smart, put, smartly put together, I thought. It's I all written. It a long time. It did take quite a long time because it was so... Because I guess it's it's like a dance, and you have yeah. to time it, and the rhythms of it, and then we have like sections where we kind of got bleeds into sort of um, absurdist, sort of not quite real world, and yeah. Um, and yeah, it, but all the it's incredibly violent, but all the little moments, like he she stabs him with a potato peeler. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> written down. He he gets strangled by a, a lampshade cord or a lamp yeah. shot, a lamp cord, and uh, that's all. Yeah, it was all in there. It that was... must have been one of those surreal moments that you were talking about in rehearsals when you're sitting there, standing there, thinking, 
Orlando Bloom was <laughs> smashing my head into a fridge repeatedly. With a that pumpkin must can. Quite, must be quite <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> with his with his poodle knocking about. It's yeah, like, what's yeah. going on here? It's a sort of like acid trip, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 Orlando Bloom hit me around the head with a pumpkin. And I'm sat in a fridge. What's going on? Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It must really take it out of you, though, because your, your character in it is so physical. Yeah, yeah. I always end up... I don't know. I, again, I guess I feel... I feel like I'm doing a proper job if I'm um, using my whole being to yeah. express what I'm doing or yeah. I'm moving in. Like if, so, yeah, the character gets beaten up. So I was thinking, well, what, how would you move if you got beaten up? You know, if you've had a broken rib, it's going to change the way that you yeah. you move. And Yeah, I do get quite tired, but I wouldn't want it any other, any other way. I had an acting teacher that said, if you come off stage when you've done a play and you're absolutely fine and just walk out into the world with not a, not a bead of sweat that you've you've yeah. you've shed like you haven't done a proper job yeah. you haven't really put the hours in yeah. and these people and I think I think I personally feel like audience have come to see a show I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable like phoning it in like no. I, I want to really every night I want to really be um crafting it making it better yeah and um putting the effort in to try and find out the right way to navigate that and and using my body's always just come um come naturally to, to me in that sense yeah. in, in using in, in working hard and yeah trying to trying to make it happen make i always it right. find that so um in like the, the performers that i find the most impressive are always the ones who who you watch and you think, wow, they're like really giving it everything. Yeah, Even yeah. Even though it's a Monday night, yeah, they could very easily do fifty percent. Yeah, they're really like you can see they're really going for it. Well, that's the same with me. I I always respect actors that you can see like, I like actors that like look ugly sometimes. You know, and they yeah. cry ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I want I want to see a. a they're not in, They're not so interested in them looking cool. No, not yeah. vain. I'm not interested in vanity or yeah. or like self conscious behaviour or uh, mannered gesture. I want to see... If somebody's upset, I want to see them fucking on, on, on their knees, like, in floods of tears. <laughs> if somebody's, like, happy, I want to see them fucking skipping around. I'm, I'm not... Yeah. I'm not, I want to see... You go to the theatre to see somebody expressing themselves and yeah. and fully investing in a character in a situation. I do, anyway. And so that's what I expect of myself, I think. Yeah. Even if it's, you know... Sometimes people think it's odd. <laughs> it is amazing. I remember because me and my mate went to went to watch it, and yeah. I remember at the end with the curtain call, and you were standing there, and your face was just covered in like blood and sweat. Yeah, and I was like, "That's a fucking performer, right there." <laughs> yeah, he's literally given everything. To oh, that. That's good. I'm glad you thought that. Yeah, I want. That's what I want. People yeah, to, I want to. I want to go home at night feeling like that was a proper job well done. I did. I worked hard there. Yeah. I've earned this pint. Yeah. <laughs> of tenant super on the train. <laughs> not actually. Not actually. Yeah, chicken legend. Yeah, I've been put off fried chicken for life. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's really. I love theatre. I just love it. Yeah. I love the thrill of it. I love like presenting some something for people and affecting people. I thought, well, I want to, I want, if, when I go to the theatre, I want to be affected. Mm. I want to feel, even, even if that's repulsed, mm. I think that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I should start saying that at my gigs. Yeah. Even if you're repulsed, it's fine. Yeah, I think it's true. <laughs> I think stand-up is like um, yeah. theatre in that sense. You, if you say something you, that people disapprove of, you still, you still had an entertaining evening. Well, that's the thing with all kind of, I mean, this is going to start sounding really wanky, but, with all kind of art, 
as long yeah. as it's making you feel something. Yeah. It's, it's the stuff that makes you feel nothing that's yeah. the shit stuff. Just mediocre fucking diarrhea yeah. drivel. I'm yeah. not, <laughs> a- not asked. That's why I like, like, yeah. uh, like comedians that are challenging like i'm i'm working hard to work out that absurdist concept or i'm like oh i'm not sure about you you know i want i like yeah. i enjoy that i don't want to see just i don't want to just see like warm custard for the ears type of thing i don't yeah. i'm not bothered is that kind what's of what's the point <laughs> there's th- there's a thousand of them so would you would you get sort of audition for things that you that you think oh this is just not what i'm, what I'm yeah watching. but you have to do it because i'm not yeah. orlando blue <laughs> sure yeah yeah yeah. I suppose if I suppose Sometimes. that's how it works. Like if you were at a level like that, you just turn down loads of things. Yeah, I, I guess if you're like a superstar, you you have people, you have people reading, like all your scripts and stuff, and yeah. and like you, and I, my agent does as well because I've got a really good agent. They she like she picks certain projects. Yeah, and she'll yeah. say, look, this is not very good. You shouldn't be going in for this. Yeah. I'll and go. She all right. Knows what you like. Yeah, yeah, and she's she. I think when you talk about career path, I think she's. She has always had one eye on that and, yeah. and, and protects me in that sense going forward. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's what I always think is really impressive about people who have the opportunity to do, you know, like some someone like, uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio or someone like that who mm. you think you could do anything. Yeah. You, you'd be you, any part you wanted you could do. Yeah. And yet he still seems to choose things that are a bit... Dif- like a bit different yeah they? yeah even within that bracket within that commercial film yeah I mean they're bracket. still like huge films yeah but, but they're always a, they're always a bit different or a bit yeah and like he's he's amazing he's the, him, in, the him in The Revenant that was an ugly exactly, performance yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you want to see that was like you in that play <laughs> yeah <laughs> sat in a, a bear carcass yeah Adam what are you doing that for that's well up <laughs> where did you get that from <laughs> Adam, you stink. He you covered just added him. it to the script. He covered it in it. Adam sleeps in a bear. <laughs> yeah, there was no need for that, Adam. Stop bringing in intestines. <laughs> and you're allergic to bears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rash That's everywhere. Ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know, I thought it might be right. <laughs> oh, I'm going home. I'm having, I've had a reaction. <laughs> How do you find it working with directors and... and mm. Is that, is I've I've been really lucky. The last two projects, theatre pe- projects I've done, yeah. I've worked with the best, most like, wonderfully creative, collaborative directors. Yeah, fun. It's been it's just been absolutely brilliant. It's been a dream in that sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've I've been really lucky with the directors I've worked with. Who's direct? Who directed the Killer Joe? Simon Evans, oh, who okay. who yeah, did yeah, yeah. Tracy Letts's other play Bug with I think. James Norton was in that one, yeah. and uh, and then he did a play called The Dazzle, uh, with Andrew Scott, um, not so long ago. He does like really classy theatre that I guess is in the commercial bracket, but always managed to he always manages to he, like pull out some kind of mm. artistic merit from from well he picks very good plays and yeah. and hopefully he casts like cast good actors <laughs> apart from me. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, he he's he's brilliant and like really, really sensitive and really like he's also does magic on the side and so know, he um he has like um he has that like desire to give you an entertaining evening yeah. you know not just do the play but give you a little like feast for the eyes and be surprised and shocked I think that comes naturally with magic I think you always <laughs> you, you need that otherwise that just oh I saw that coming <laughs> yeah surprise and shock that is the main. 
back to magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do just... magic, but just without the surprise bit. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a weird sort of thing I've started doing. I do like with see-through cups. <laughs> it's like when you see what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like, and we tell you before it happens, developed. so you know it's coming. Doing it at the Edinburgh Festival. It's magic for nursing homes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to be too shocked. You yeah. have a heart attack on your hands. <laughs> But yeah, he's got a real sense of like the a real sense of showmanship in that way, so that I've enjoyed. And also Michael Longhurst, that I worked with before at the national. Yeah. Um, in Amadeus, play I played Mozart, and he had a real sense of like, um, theatricality, which is something that sometimes is frowned upon in theatre. Yeah. People don't want to see, you don't want to go and see a a show, you know. Yeah. And that, that's true. Yeah, I, I do think I, I I like it when when people, I mean, it's completely different in with stand-up, but I, I do like it when people have thought about, you know, the fact that it's a show as well. Mm, presentation. As much, as much as I like the sort of man and a mic thing, yeah. with nothing else, Yeah. it's quite nice if you're in a big theatre that they've made an effort with yeah. you know, the lighting or the background or mm. some kind of... It is a show at the end of the day. Well, it's just another outlet for cre- creativity. It's like... it's. Yeah. It, I saw Daniel Kitson once in a really mm. great hour of storytelling I guess yeah. but he had it was really like they had like light bulbs all hanging from the ceiling yeah. did you see that what I remember that show yeah it was like two parallel stories going along but I thought that was a really clever yeah. theatrical way to present stand up yeah, he's great he's wicked the last Stuart Lee show that I went to watch he had the whole stage was covered in other comedians DVDs oh really the entire <laughs> stage like piles of like amazing you know, comedians DVDs and Throughout the whole hour, he was just walking around trampling on the DVD. <laughs> which he never, so good. he never mentioned. He right. never like, referenced why he was doing it. <laughs> the whole hour, he was just stamping on DVDs. That's and, brilliant. And I just thought that's... And there was one bit where he had, like, a huge stack of, uh, I don't know, like, Lee Evans DVDs. <laughs> and he did a punchline. And then he just kicked the stack <laughs> over. And just never, never referenced it. Or... That was brilliant. So funny. I love Stuart Lee. Yeah. It's fantastic. The, only, the but the rehearsal thing because I mm. I've talked to people and they've it's it sounds like that can be kind of um, a bit of a, a nightmare that rehearsal process yeah rehearsal process the director's really kind of difficult to work with yeah I guess I guess I haven't really worked with a difficult director and also I mean even if a director is difficult and is is uh, tough to work with or doesn't have any ideas you agree with. At the end of the day, you're up there doing it, so mm. there's there's only it's only down to you to try and make the best of the situation. Yeah. So you, I, I've never, um, it's I've been lucky that I've I've recently had two incredibly brilliant directors, like incre- brilliant brains to collaborate with. But if they hadn't have been there, then it would just been on myself to work harder. Yeah. Because it's my name up there, or it's my face out there, and I've yeah. got to try and make something out of this. Yeah. So yeah, I I I I don't um if 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 ever if next time I'm in a play that isn't well received, I've only got myself to blame. Always yeah. me. I'm always, I always put it on myself as mm. as um as a performer to to try and make something good. Is it is the I don't know how how long have you been doing Killer Joe? We've been doing it since I can't even remember. Just over a month maybe. Okay. Or a bit longer. Okay. Yeah, and we've got till the end of August. Right, okay. Um, so are you still, at this stage now, changing mm. things? 
Yeah, doing do little notes diff- afterwards. And- uh, yeah, we'll have notes once a week. Somebody will come in, either the assistant director or the director. We won't really know when they're going to be in. Oh, so is it now like the the director's kind of walked away from it now? Yeah, all the projects and stuff. That's yeah, he quite doesn't. Funny, yeah, just yeah. Leave it. You're on your own. Just to start it and then leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just do the first bit. That's really. I never. I, I don't know why I'd always thought that a director would be there every night, but of course they're not. No, no. They might come in once a week, maybe once every two weeks, just to see the shows running. And then they'll do some notes. Yeah, and then they'll say, "Hey." Can you just turn up that bit, or that bit's fallen away, or I like this new bit, yeah. or I don't like that new bit. Lose know? the bear. Yeah, lose the bear, Adam. <laughs> For God's sake. You're covered in entrails. <laughs> Not on. It fucking stinks, Adam. It fucking stinks. Yeah. Fucking butchers off cuts. <laughs> does, he have, does he have a lot of notes, though, this stage? Um, or not? Yeah, Mostly technical stuff, like mm. coming a bit earlier there or you've yeah. left too much air around that or stop yeah. feeling yourself so much in that moment. <laughs> like, get on with it. <laughs> stop, 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 like, milking it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, not not too... I think he's happy with the, the way it's come out and the yeah. way it's... and the show it is. As am I. Like, it's a really it's entertaining great. evening. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying myself in it, as, no, but as, 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 a, as a group, we've, we've met, we've, like, we've created... Definitely an entertaining evening, a shocking evening, and yeah. and sometimes it goes better than others. And but when it when it goes really like really well, it feels kind of electric, and that's yeah. part of like the audience. Um, the audience is I think audiences paying attention adds to what they get back. Yeah. Do you find that in stand up? Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's com- yes. Yeah, you get the show like you deserve, it. kind of thing. Yeah, it's like com- <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think it's. <laughs> Audiences are completely like affect how well the show goes. Yeah. If if you come out and they're really up for it and there's a lot of energy, mm. you think, oh, this is going to be a great hour. Yeah. And if you walk out and you sense that they're all a bit quiet, yeah, it's tough. It is to it get is. them up to, and you and a lot of the time you don't get them to that level. No. And you just do an hour that you feel is quite low energy and a bit shit. Mm. And sometimes they don't even they don't even know they yeah. don't even realise they're like that and no. they might leave thinking. That was a great show, but mm. you would know it wasn't as good as it could have been. Yeah, you do feel that from an audience. You do feel like a reticence, re- reticent, is that even a word? And yeah. a, a, like a reluctance to engage with yeah. the material. Or And then what I do, which I shouldn't do, is I, I try out and then I overwork. Mm. It's like, <laughs> I'll sell that gag so hard, yeah. you won't be able to avoid it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not funny. <laughs> I don't know that that thing because I'm not. I haven't really worked out what the best thing to do there is because if you do have a quiet audience, there's part of you that thinks, well, I'll come down to your level. Yeah. Otherwise, it will look ridiculous if I act like I'm playing to Wembley. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm in this this quiet audience, but another part of me thinks that you should get them up to that. You should yeah bring energy that makes that brings them up to your level. Do you like go off script if it's not going well? You'd like, yeah, I suppose you can't Hey, what's do your that? name? Where are you from? I suppose you can't just break out a character. <laughs> where are you from? That, but I can do that, which helps a lot. What do you do for a job? Yeah, it'd be amazing if you did that in the middle of a play. <laughs> I did. I did once. I did once shout my lines into into the upper tier of a theatre once because yeah. somebody was talking. <laughs> That's you're not. Like a, uh, that's you're not like a, a crazy drama teacher. I know. Yeah. Attention. Are you listening yeah. to me? <laughs> That was not okay. That was yeah. not the right thing to do at all. I remember um, being about 14 and doing a play at school and getting in trouble with the director for for add, just adding lines to the script. <laughs> really? In it. I mean, that, I must have been such an annoying kid. 
You were like, better in it. What? Who was it by? I, was a sh- I think it was. It was something that shouldn't have been tampered with, like Shakespeare. Right. It Perfectly was like constructed. A, yeah, it was pretty like flawless. It was like Midsummer Night's Dream, I think. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, this would be funny if I do that. And someone being like, you can't change it. I was like, yeah, but that'll be great. That'll be so funny if I just say that. And, and did I you? Did I did it, and then I got in loads. Of, they did laugh, to be fair. There you go. You got a laugh. So fucking all. Yeah, lucky you now. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess you can't do that so much in plays, can you? No. You're, not, you're given the words you've got. I guess you can, you can like, add the odd um and ah. The odd bear. The odd bear. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But so what, what do you see uh, going for, like going forward? Is it more stage stuff or, or does it not matter? I don't know, really. Interested in? it's, as long as it's something that I care about and I'm invested in, mm. I'm happy. Yeah. As long as I'm doing something that is as I see it a good piece of work. Yeah. It doesn't matter what what medium. Yeah. But I would like to do. I'd like to do more film and stuff. Yeah. I enjoy. I do enjoy that. I want to see. I want to like. Yeah. I want to play. A a character with a because I've played last couple of years. I've played a, a few characters, a couple of characters with real, um, journeys, real arcs mm. of story, and I'd like to take that experience and try and do that on film. Or, or like a, a series over a period of time. Cause I've yeah. done a couple of films and it is nice to see, it's nice to take a character from one state and then go through all this stuff and then arrive somewhere else. That's fun. Yeah. Rather than popping in and doing a bit of showbiz, like a bit of juggling, I don't know. <laughs> a bit of character work. Magic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I, great. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much for uh, coming and chatting. Pleasure, mate. <laughs>go ladies and gentlemen adam gillen um if you do get the chance to go and check out adam's uh, play in the west end it is it is completely brilliant um so a big thank you to adam for coming in and having a chat as always thank you to everyone who helps make the podcast joel grove for producing uh, will shahada for the editing and my manager rick for rick hughes for helping out um keep listening keep subscribing and uh, we'll be back with another guest next week happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals so for whatever tomorrow brings united healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you learn more at uh1.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.